to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 269 of the Left Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend, and how could you not? Racing was back. Oh, it's so awesome. But now we've got an off week. Uh, but that's all right because we got the Super Bowl this weekend. And then we get back to the 500. So I guess it's not too bad. Uh, the clash. Oh, wow. I cannot wait to get into this. I've got so much perspective to give you guys, whether you want to listen to it or not. But hey, you dialed in. So I assume you want to hear about it. Uh, I can't wait to get into that. Um, Still waiting on a baby. Uh, recording, posting Monday. Decided I'm just going to throw it out there uh, tonight and uh, get that out there. The due date is a week from today. I know I keep saying it every week. Who knows if there'll be a show next week or not. Uh, so we're, we're just going to have to see what happens. But I am pumped because I got a huge show lined up for you guys tonight. But uh, before we get to that, uh, weekends uh, have just been kind of weird these last few weekends getting ready uh, to bring a new little person into the world. Uh, did some running around on Saturday, went to a friend's house for a little bit on Saturday night and uh, Sunday. Uh, some friends, we went to went to lunch and then watched some racing, uh, you know, which which it's so good to say that we watch some racing and good racing and oh man am I pumped. Uh lap traffic fantasy players, we are getting close to getting picks in. Uh I'm gonna get an email out there in just a little bit uh for for you guys, just a reminder and uh to get you guys back into the groove of seeing my constant uh emails and all that good stuff. So uh be on the lookout for that. Still still time if you want to get in on this year league uh by all means you can do that send uh an email over to fantasy lap traffic at gmail.com and uh, get you dialed up and set up and all that good stuff um Last week, Amber Balkin, Josh White, uh, two up-and-coming ARCA drivers were on the show. Had a lot of fun with that. If you haven't checked out episode 268, go check that out. And this morning, well, no, tomorrow morning, because I'm posting on Monday, uh, tomorrow morning, 735 I will be making an appearance on 92.9 The Ticket and uh, going to be preview or recapping the clash previewing the 500 uh if you're not in the main area main yes bangor maine which is where 92.9 the ticket is uh you can listen live i will retweet that out and you can even go back and listen because they they put the uh segment up on their website so if you're up early and you just need more professor you need more lap traffic tune into 92.9 the ticket tomorrow morning for a 10-minute uh, segment there with Wayne Harvey and the guys there. So uh, that's where we're at. What's coming up tonight? Well, so excited. Kaz Grala, who is going to be driving the number 50 for Floyd Mayweather's team uh, for the 500. Got Kaz on. Can't wait to talk to him about how that all came to play. Uh, Sam Paley from IMSA, who drives for the Mazda MX-5 series, is going to be on. And because I don't know if there will be a show next week, which is when we would have the traditional joint forecast with Aaron Studwell and Brian Newdorf, uh, we're going to have them on just because it's, it's tradition and I hate 
messing up tradition. So uh, that's what's coming up tonight. Got the clash, uh, got some social media, got the lapped down lucky dog picks. I was going to wait till the 500, but I was like, screw it after how awesome yesterday was. Uh, I put that out there. So I got the first lucky dog and lap down picks of 2022. And... Uh, I got my fantasy picks because, again, I don't know if we'll have a show next week or not. So uh, with with that being said, let's get rolling and uh, let's get Kaz Grala on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his first appearance on the Lap Traffic Podcast. He will be the driver for the number 50 Pit Viper Chevy for the Money Team Racing. Welcome to the Lap Traffic Podcast, Kaz Grala. Kaz, what's up, man? How are you? I am living the dream. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir, man. No, that's awesome. Welcome. Uh, I can't wait to get into this with you. But uh, before we get into all the good stuff with you, uh, I got to get your thoughts, man. What would you think of the clash yesterday? I loved it. I was glued to the TV from 3 o'clock through the end of the uh, end of the main event. I, I thought it was great. I even watched practice flag to flag, which I don't remember the last time I've ever done that, right. honestly. <laughs> I, I thought everything about it was exciting. It, it was different. It was new. And in my opinion, it was exactly what it should be. So I love it. I'd love to see that stick around as an event, whether it's in that location or not. But I just think the concept behind it is great. And, and I think I, I would love to see them stick with, with that plan. Um, but it was perfect for what it was. I wouldn't make a points race like that. But for exactly the purpose of the class, the exhibition style, the excitement of uh, having to make your way into the race through the heats and the LCQs, just thought everything about it was great. So I want to see it every year. Uh, I'm with you, man. Uh, I've been vocal over the last few years in general. I'm not a big exhibition type kind of guy, regardless of sport. Uh, but this was so new. It was so fresh. It was so exciting. They, they wrapped in, you know, like you mentioned, you know, the, the, the qualifying, the heat races, all of that. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. And I forgot it was an exhibition race, which is why I'm not a big fan of them. So because of that, man, I, I was dialed in and enjoyed every second of it. Yeah, and I think too much of a good thing is not a good thing. Right. I think having one exhibition race before the season and then having the all-star race is perfect. Yes. I'd never, I would never go more than that, but I think those two exist you know, perfectly for what they are and they should, they should stay that way. I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. Uh, let's get to some big announcements from you over the last week or so. So you're going to be running with Young's Motorsports in the truck series. And then the really big news came out last week that you're going to be running, uh, the, the 500 with the money team racing, man, what's these last couple of weeks been like for you, man? <laughs> oh, it has been wide open, busy since, uh, really since the, the, very first business day of January. Yeah. A, a lot of this stuff was kind of loosely forming last year, uh, as early as October, November, none of this was exactly a surprise come January, Sure, but it's really hard to nail things down between Thanksgiving and Christmas, whether it be on a sponsor's end because a, a company's schedule is weird or even in the racing world ourselves, everyone's schedules are funky. So it's really hard to get decisions made in that period of time because people are not always in the office or they're on vacation or they're working on different stuff. Sure. Uh, the, the real 
focused work started at the beginning of January. And so for, you know, Christmas time, I didn't have anything on paper for this year. I had zero races on paper, but I knew things were trending well. I, I knew I was in decent shape, but obviously I would have loved to have already had stuff inked. Um, but man, it hit January, I believe it was third. It was a Monday. And all of a sudden it was like, boom, I got stuff in all three series in progress, working on contracts, working on details and logistics and ordering suits and figuring out travel. And I mean, you name it. It's, yeah. There's been a lot, uh, a lot to get done. And none of my rides are technically full time, although I will have likely over 17 races this year at a minimum, which is great for me in the last three years, that will be, that will be as many as I've run the last two years combined. So huge year for me, but even without them being full-time, frankly, me managing the, the just coordinating all the different things between the three different teams and three different series is going to be a full-time job, making sure I've got the right race gear, the right seats, the right seat belts, everything in all the proper places at all the right times is going to be uh, quite the task for me. Um, but I wouldn't want it any other way. So, so really, cool. really exciting stuff going into this year. I so, all right. Uh, like you said, you know, stuff was loosely coming together in October. Like, you know, are you telling the family? Are you telling friends? Like, are you, you know, giving a little wink when you're talking about it? Like, or, you know, is, is mom the word until you're able to really come out with it? Well, I mean, you know, when it comes to family and friends, I'd say most of them are usually in the loop on what's going on, or at least, you know, fairly in the loop. It depends on when the last time I talked to them was. Sure, but sure. I, I usually, <laughs> I talk about this stuff with friends and family. That's but, cool. you know, when it comes to anyone else in the industry, other drivers or, you know, people on, on my previous teams or on my future teams, I, I definitely keep the stuff under wrap close to the chest <laughs> until yep. it's confirmed sure sure i don't i don't want to count my chickens before they hatch you know if i had told people in october that i was going to be driving for floyd mayweather's cup team i would look ridiculous if that didn't happen right instead it's going to be awesome so i'm really glad it in fact worked out the way i i would have hoped for it to work out and should be a lot of fun that's great man uh all right let's you know floyd mayweather man you know we've had some unique investors come into the sport uh you know we got pitbull in the sport now and now we got floyd mayweather uh you know michael jordan you know we've got a unique uh you know influx of some you know investors and and people getting an interest in the sport that we might not have thought of. Um, you know, what's it like working with boxing legend Floyd Mayweather? It's really cool. It's uh, it's definitely an honor to be behind the wheel for his entrance into the sport. I know, you know, they've been kicking it around for a couple of years. There's been some rumors. They've been trying to get traction. I think that the pandemic definitely stunted their, their growth as a, as a new organization a little bit, but Things have all come together and they've been great to work with. It's it's definitely um, pretty surreal to, to be working with him and his team with all of their their expertise and accolades and uh, all the, the great plans that they have for us. So I'm excited about it. I think the team has a lot of potential. We're going to start off slow, of course, uh, just a part time season this year. We don't even know how many races it's going to be, but we're going to try to do what we do 
uh, end up uh, going to the track. We're going to do it right. And I think that's the best way to do it. And try to build on it make it make it a full-time program over the next couple of years and it's uh it's definitely exciting to be the guy in on the ground floor for it that's so cool uh you know y- you mentioned the you know the number of starts you're planning this year is going to be uh you know more than the last two years combined but man when you do strap in uh you know four starts in the cup series with two top tens nine top tens and 34 starts in the xfinity series uh and 17 top tens and 36 truck starts plus the win at daytona um you know how pumped are you to get behind the wheel in a couple weeks and and really show off the skills I'm really excited, I, and and I've gotten used to this part-time schedule. I wish I wasn't, but I have, and I've kind of figured out how to try to get the most out of each weekend that, that I'm out there. It's a different mentality than going into a full-time season, but having these more opportunities this year that I'm going to have than I've had in the past couple of years is going to allow me to try to showcase that more often and, and put less pressure on each individual race doing well. I'm going to have more chances to shine. So uh, I, I definitely look at that, at that as a huge opportunity um, and, and one that I really, really hope to take advantage of. And uh, I think that this, this seems like it has all the, the, the potential to be a team uh, to be a year that I can build on and turn into a full-time year uh, for 2023. So I've got my fingers crossed and I'm going to be working towards doing just that. Awesome. Uh, you're going to be working with legendary crew chief uh, Erie Jr. You know, what's it like, you know, working with him and, and getting accustomed to your new teammates and, and all that as we get close to the 500 here in a couple days, a couple weeks. It's going to be great. Uh, this will, actually be the first time that i have tony crew chiefing me i have worked with him for a number of years with testing and development of new cars at um fury race cars uh so i'm very comfortable with tony we work together a lot but we haven't actually raced as driver and crew chief before um so it'll be a little bit different but uh, really daytona in general is a little bit different the daytona 500 week is such a different feel than any other event of the year you've got way more practice you've got the duels which is kind of unique um it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun but different week anyway and uh unfortunately it will be a stressful one for us (laughs) early in the week because uh, of course, we don't have a charter, so we will be one of it's sounding like six of the open teams that will be going for those four spots, which I absolutely hate because right. I was one of six open teams last year trying to make the 500. And I did make it, but with a whole lot more drama along the way than what I had hoped uh, in, in the process of making it. So, uh, I, it was really, really close to not making it last year. I got wrecked from behind in the duel, which pretty much took us out of the chance of getting into the 500 and, you know, thank God for me, my, uh, someone else's loss was my fortune, uh, unfortunately, but, uh, the two guys that were racing to get into the race through the duel ended up wrecking into each other right. and both yep. being out of the race. And that's what allowed me to make the race. So 
definitely was not the way I wanted to make it. And it was not without a whole lot of stress along the way. So, man, I'm really hoping that we get lucky here and we are in those top two in qualifying on Wednesday night because I will sleep a whole lot better (laughs) Wednesday night heading into Thursday if that's the case. I was not in that position last year and it was it was stressful. So uh, I, I do think that that we have uh, a, a perfectly reasonable chance of being in the top two of those six on Wednesday night. I don't think that's unrealistic, but at the same time, I have no idea what to expect because of these next gen cars. Like sure. as we've, as we've kind of seen a little bit, um, it, it evens the playing field, which is great means that we could win the Daytona 500. But it also means that we might not get into the Daytona 500 right, yeah, yeah. because these six are going to be even and it's all going to come down to timing. You know, you may run a perfect duel and the the line that you're not in may just grab the momentum yep. in the last half of a lap and put another car a nose ahead of yours and that's it. And you may not be in. So, you know, it definitely leaves us in a precarious position but it's it's a it's a great opportunity, and if you make the race, I know from experience last year, you make the race. It's a really satisfying feeling knowing that you raced your way in. Um, it's probably uh, a little bit more satisfying standing there on the grid um, uh, come Sunday as an open team, even more so than than as a charter team. So it's it's one of America's biggest sporting events of the year. So just to be a part of the storyline is really, really cool. And certainly to, to be victorious Thursday between Wednesday and Thursday and, and be out there come Sunday, it's a huge accomplishment and one that I don't take lightly. So we've got our work cut out for us. I don't, uh, I certainly wouldn't say I assume we'll make it, but I definitely feel confident that, that we can. So that's what we're going to do. That's great, man. Well, I, I will be looking forward to seeing you on Sunday. That's for sure. Uh, real quick, truck series. Are you guys uh, going to try to run the fi- the Daytona weekend for in the trucks? Or, uh, you know, that's still in the works. Uh, my truck will be running Daytona, but it won't be with me in it. Okay. Uh, it'll be uh, Jesse Little. So Jesse Little and I are basically splitting the, the season in the 0-2 truck at Young's. Uh, we're each going to run about a dozen races total throughout the year and um, see what we can do for owner's points for the zero two trucks. So my first truck race will be Las Vegas, which is the second truck race of the year, but it's the third NASCAR weekend of the year. Sure. So yep. that'll be out West and I'll actually be doing the entire West coast swing for team alpha prime in Xfinity. So I'll be, I'll be going straight from Daytona out to Fontana, and then I'll run a double header in Vegas, trucks in Xfinity, and then uh, then I'll wrap up in Phoenix in Xfinity for Alpha Prime. So uh, definitely going to be a wildly busy next month for me. Probably going to be as busy as my previous month has been. <laughs> but as I mentioned before, I wouldn't want it any other way. And then I do believe uh, my schedule should kind of mellow out a little bit and just be a steady stream of races from from that point through the end of the year without any crazy overlap uh, chaos. So uh, it's it's, a, it's definitely really exciting going into this year, and I've got a lot of a lot of hope. I think a lot of great things can happen, and we'll try to 
start that here at Daytona next week. That's fantastic, man. All right. Well, listen, uh, where can everybody keep up with you on social media? Uh, hit the sponsors, all that good stuff. Uh, well, they can follow me at Kaz Grala on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I've also got a Facebook page, but possibly the easiest way to get to all of that would be my website, kazgrala.com. I've got links to all of that, and you will be able to find the team pages and the sponsor pages from my social media because that's basically all I post about would be racing. That's my whole life. So it won't be hard to find the racing-related posts. I love it. All right, man. Well, listen, Lap Traffic Nation, huge thanks to Kaz Grala for calling in. Kaz, best of luck this feel, uh, this season, and definitely look forward to catching up with you midway through and, and seeing how things are going for you. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See ya. Lap Traffic Nation, how cool was that? Kaz Grala, the week after they make the big announcement. I mean, no big deal or nothing. Oh, man, so fun. Uh, What a great interview that was. Can't wait to see uh, what they're able to do. Floyd Mayweather into NASCAR. Uh, Man, I really hope they make the 500 because uh, I think that would be a great story. You know, Cass could get it done, uh, you know, and even not running full time. His numbers show he can get it done in any series, which is really cool. Uh, and I think you can sense that Cass knows he can do he can do that. And, uh, you know, they is, if he is able to get a full time ride uh, in any series, uh, I'd be uh, looking to see him in victory lane without question. So uh, very cool there. All right. Uh, let's let's get to a little racing talk. Let's talk to Clash. All right, so here is where I'm at from the Clash. Uh, I mean, heat races were awesome. Last chance races were awesome. I mean, I love the fact some big names didn't make it. And I, I say that not from a ha-ha, you didn't make it perspective, but from a competition perspective with a new track, new car, uh, new venue, all the excitement that was built in. I love what we got. Uh, and you guys know, I'm not an exhibition fan in any sports, uh, but I told you guys I was going to be dialed in for this one. And I am so glad I'm di- I did. And I, it sounds like from all the response on social media, a lot of you all were happy that you turned in. Um, the entertainment level was so strong that I forgot about the fact that it wasn't a points race and that it didn't matter who won. Um, and, and that is what I feel like is missing from exhibition uh, races, sports, whatever. Uh, I mean, you look at the flag football game that we got in the pro bowl. Like, I mean, what a joke of a game. Uh, And and that's what the pro bowls become over the last decade and a half. Uh, And I think that's really where a lot of my sourness, if you will, towards exhibition games and races, what have you has, has kind of led, um, you know, but you look at what we had yesterday, uh, the newness, the pomp and circumstance, uh, the drivers were excited. We had a halftime show. We had a unique approach to driver intros. I mean, it was just so fresh. It was fantastic. Uh, Kevin Harvick said, uh, you know, what a win it was for the sport after practice on Saturday. Didn't matter what happened on Sunday and what happened on Sunday delivered. So uh, just such a win for for the sport. Um 
I mean, you look at what Martinsville brings us in October, what that means for the the playoffs, for those drivers that are still racing for the next round. Uh, you know, I'm not saying we got to do it at the Coliseum, but could you imagine the energy and the amount of fists that would have been flying post-race uh, if that was a points-paying race? Um, and people weren't happy yesterday. Justin Haley was ready to go beat some ass. Ryan Blaney, I mean, people were just pissed off, and that was great. You know, we probably didn't see the fist yesterday because of the fact that it was an exhibition race. But, I mean, just a great race, great afternoon of racing. Um, you know, and even though we only had three leaders, you know, which I think Tyler Riddick had a solid shot to win that race. I think he will be in victory lane this year. You know, even though there were only three leaders, what a great race. Uh, you had comers and goers. You know, if you look at the top 10 finishing order, only four started in the top 10. You had passing, might have been for moving people out of the way, but hey, that's what we're all craving from short track, road course racing, all that stuff. So, uh, you know, no complaints there. It, I just, man, Sunday was just fantastic. NASCAR knocked it out of the park. Uh, and, and to me, uh, what this does, if, if I'm Texas, if I'm Kansas, if I'm Las Vegas, hell, even if my, I'm my home track, Michigan, I'm scared because those stands were packed. I know it wasn't sold out, but more people showed up for a non-points paying race than I bet we get at a lot of points paying races at some of these cookie cutter mile and a half tracks. And yesterday put that on notice. As far as I'm concerned, uh, we've already seen a shakeup in the schedule with some new tracks, places losing dates. Sunday proved that NASCAR can make this happen at unique venues uh, and, and all that. And, oh, not to mention just the best kick-ass halftime or half race, uh, you know, performance with Ice Cube. I mean, people loved it. I was skeptical on that. Like, all right. You know, I get it. You know, we we don't have the the pit lane and, and all that. So they had to build something in for that. And even that delivered. So, I, I mean, just fantastic. Uh, you know, now the build for the 500. You know, we, we've got truck Xfinity Cup, you know, 11, 12 and 13 days away, respectively. Um, and if I wasn't excited before, man, I am excited now. All right, let's do a little lap traffic social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lap Traffic Podcast, YouTube, Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. If you've made it this far into the show, leave a review, all that good stuff. Tell your friends. You can listen to the show on iTunes, Podbean, Alexa, or your favorite podcast hosting site. Uh, and don't forget, got this sheet metal diecast giveaway at 6,000 followers picked up about 15 20 followers this weekend which is awesome uh and speaking of some new followers blowing the doors off at btdo podcast a new podcast by a very familiar voice and andrew sherwin and uh brett so go check them out they dropped their first show uh intro show go check that out um it's on all the places, iTunes, Podbean, all that good stuff. Uh, Brian Benson at uh, Benson31, a U.S. Marine, sir, thank you for your service. Uh, Matthew at Matt DE23, NASCAR and OSU fan. Hey, one out of two ain't bad. Uh, Carol MC at 01 Carol 01, NASCAR and Kyle Bush fan. And Rusty Washburn at Rusty Washburn1, NASCAR and Suarez fan. Welcome to the show. Don't forget about the store on the website. Get yourself some T-shirts hoodies, mugs, and of course, you know, I give a bunch of stuff away throughout the season. And 
I got your free stickers and koozies. All you have to do is fill out the contact page on the website, and I will send them out for free. Uh, so, all right, there we go. Uh, let's press on, and uh, let's let's talk a little weather, but maybe not weather. All right, Lat Traffic Nation, uh, since we might not be able to do a show next week, and it is tradition to have them both on the show leading up to Daytona. Joining me on the line, they are the official to the official meteorologist exclusive to the Lat Traffic Podcast. Welcome back for another exciting season, Mr. Aaron Studwell and Brian Newdorf. Gentlemen, how are you guys? I'm good. Doing well. I'm waiting for that non-compete agreement to come through you just put me into. <laughs> Same here. Now, I have a big thing. Bum, bum, bum. Right? <laughs> 2022. Oh, I feel like we need a stinger right there. That's why we're not going to have potentially next week. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, that's true. I mean, it's it's we are on baby watch. We are on his time and just waiting for him to tell us when he wants to make his appearance. So. Which really just kind of summarizes your next 18 to possibly 20. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Aaron and I can, yes, Aaron and I can sit here and uh, we have, uh, yeah, we are much, oh, I, I'm taking one of my, I'm up in Lafayette. I've driven 600 miles. I did my own Coke 600, uh, probably in about less and significantly longer time, but still. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be crazy. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I mean, I've been talking about it on the show since, you know, we made the announcement last year. And, I mean, due date is a week from tonight. So we are we're in the window, as, it, as they say. So we'll, uh, we'll see. So, yeah, so uh, obviously we're not going to have a forecast because we're, you know, uh, 11, 12, and 13 days away from uh, all three races kicking off for Daytona weekend. But we'll have some fun here nonetheless for a little bit. Um, Brian, man, uh, congrats. Solid win. Purdue whooping up on a sad, sad Michigan basketball team. I think sad sums up your season, sadly yes. enough. Yeah. 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 And it's like I saw them. I saw, like, the conference record. I was like, Oh, we're actually five and five in conference. It's like, oh, I saw the loss. Like, oh, we're four and four and five. Oh, we're actually five and five in conference. What a nice surprise! Well, Purdue is taking it one game because coming up tomorrow is Illinois, and if we can beat Illinois, uh, we at least control our own destiny once again. So to you know finish out and win the Big Ten. So we have tough games. I mean, in the Michigan game we're playing on Fridays, the remake is the is the COVID game. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 I think there's a couple remakes, Michigan. Uh, well, they made up the Michigan State game. Was that last weekend? Um, yes. You know, they got the Purdue one. I think they still have. Is there one or two other ones that uh, Michigan's got to make up? I don't think so. I think it's just really kind of goes back to the uh, Tuesday, Saturday versus Saturday or Sunday schedules coming up here. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, Brian, man, it's, it's, it's been a minute, uh, it's, but we're still into the new year. How was the holidays and, and all that good stuff for you and the family? Good. We're still healthy. We're, you know, kicking through and everybody's doing well and getting through. So I uh, can't complain too much about that. Excellent. Uh, overall, uh, you know, we're, everybody's back at school and um, boy, I wish I had better news. I mean, I had a tornado outbreak in Kentucky. We just got through several series of winter storms. So yeah, it's been a little bit, it's a nice little breather right now in our office. Well, Hey, I mean, Hey, positive, right. Got to look to the, to the plus. Um, 
That's uh, yeah. I mean, the winter storms have been crazy. You know, I, we've only had one snowstorm really up here in Metro Detroit. So you know, but I'm sure now that you and I are talking, you know, we'll get another one next yeah. week. Oh, <laughs> uh, because you know, I will. I will be, be honest. I I will be honest, and and uh, Aaron knows for you. You don't look out very far, and I mean, one of the one approach is to kind of look at it. Even the ensembles are not going out that far. Actually, it was kind of fun. We. I actually got to explain what ensembles were to, you know, different people. But um, what it is is like one model and it, you get you run it at different variables and you get different outcomes. And if you see if there's an overlapping, if you see a, a consistent signal, uh, then you might have some confidence and stuff. Uh, and I had nothing really going out that far to Daytona just yet. So unfortunately, we did have somebody think, Aaron, didn't we? We had somebody on Twitter who said they were already freaking out. And this was like a week and a half ago. And yeah, like, yeah, it was like, how far does the app, app go? They already had it programmed in to see how far out. Yeah. And of course, it's going to have, I'll right. say it, chance of showers. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's like you want to look at them and just say, put down the phone and step away from the app. Okay. Just. <laughs> no. no. They won't. You know, they won't. As my computer's telling me, rain on and off. Oh, wait a minute. That's my local forecast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Um, all right. I had well, about, yeah. I, I'm up here where they had like a foot of snow and I had like two inches of sleet. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's icy. It's nasty. It's cold. It's cold. Yeah. It's, it's it's winter. Yeah. It's It's winter winter. gentlemen. Yeah. We forget what it's like. No, no. Well, actually, yeah. When Christmas is like 70 degrees in Louisville. Yeah. You forget. I had, I slept with the windows open Christmas Eve. The, the ground. Well, how else was Santa going to get in? (laughs) Right. Give a chimney? No. Ground was not frozen up here at, at, at Christmas time. It literally just froze over a couple weeks ago. But, uh, all right. Uh, let's let's talk to Clash here for a minute. Uh, Aaron, uh, tough break for Landon Castle there. Yeah, he summed it up. I think it was on his radio. He, and he pretty much had to drive like a dickhead. If you're just gonna if you're just gonna plow through. And you're going to do it that way. That was like the last chance qualifier and where he got kind of stuck a couple times in the 77. Yeah, it's uh, it was definitely cutthroat and people were not playing nice in the heat races, the last chance uh, and, and even into the main there. It was. You know, I could only imagine if that was a points race, uh, the amount of fists that would have flown after the race. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will give Logano credit, though. That hit, he, what he did to Bush, and I think it was the first segment or first, the first half, um, was, was textbook. was exactly what I think everybody expected and wanted to see. I'm not trying to dump the guy. I'm just trying to rattle his cage. Yes. Yeah. You know, there's one thing, you know, bumping and and moving and deliberate stuff are are two very different things out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brian, what'd you think of it? I got bits and pieces. I mean, it was pretty cool. The backdrop was really cool. I'm going to have to maybe do what Aaron did and go back and watch it because I was at work. So I was just kind of glancing and we had it up on a we have a situational awareness display. So it had Fox on and. You know, the fact that on a prime time, you know, you've got the I think there's a Pro Bowl. I don't know. It's apparently NFL All Star. I mean it was, nobody it watches was flag it anyway. football. Yeah, it was flag football. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, I mean the fact that they had it and it and it looked good. Now let's just hope they don't start I mean, I just drove through a roundabout and it made me think, let's just not go that small. Okay. 
just a bunch of NASCAR tracks and a bunch of roundabouts. That could be fun, funny. Oh man! Well, you I want mean, to put can... them on the street. You want to put them on a street course in Chicago, right? The um, you know the mere fact. I mean, I I say this that I was surprised that we had so many cars on the lead lap, but that was only because I think we had twenty three cars. We only f- had half a field basically. But man, I couldn't imagine you know thirty six cars on that. That that would be that'd be interesting. I don't think you could have thirty six cars no. on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that'd be a stretch. That made it good. I guess I guess my question for all of you, and you guys watched it more than I do, I mean, I don't have a problem with what they did. You know, you've got to try to broaden the audience. I mean, what's the complaint about baseball? It's too slow. It's too old. You know, it needs to adapt, blah, 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 blah. You know, I think NASCAR kind of has to do the same thing. I mean, you're not, if, you're, if you've got the same fans and they keep getting older and you don't bring in younger fans, then, then the sport dies with the old fans. Absolutely. Yeah, but was the – okay, but two things – and. Was the way to do it, and I'm going to guess, I don't know how old Ice Cube is in his 50s. <laughs> okay, was the yeah, way Ice to Cube. do that bringing in a 50-year-old rapper where they said the kids in the student section had no idea who it was. You had some of your experience, Brian, to say that people were kind of out because of it because it doesn't fit who they are, what they want to hear. Yeah, that's going to happen. Guess what? They're going to be built in for the 500. But one thing that I think is clear that we saw from this, and I think it was Woody Kane who brought it up. Look, we had a, we just had a two-hour event that you know was well attended. Well, turns out to be well viewed, was orderly, and we got done what we wanted to get done. Yeah, no, Formula I... One does it that way. Sports cars does it that way. Maybe NASCAR has to go that way and say you get we on four hundred mile race, or we're going to have a two and a half hour race bang done well it's funny and i said i wasn't going to put this on the show because i feel like i'd get massacred for it and i might and it's you know uh, but uh, because you just brought that up i'm gonna tell you what i texted a buddy the uh yesterday and that is you know i'm all for i love 400 500 you know the 600 coke 600 uh I, i'm all about that but if it's a matter of the sport surviving and not even surviving but thriving um you know let's have let's let's shorten the races but we don't have to shorten the races you know maybe we add more heat style qualifyings maybe we have some smaller things that tie into and play a role into the actual race of the weekend and you still get your on track time but if you're still going to get your on track time you got to make it to where it's valuable for people to show up for that on track time you know and you know our heat races uh, is is that something that's logistic you know for your typical you know let's call it you know michigan weekend you know i don't i don't know that that, that, that may be a lot but you know if if you can maybe shorten but people still feel they're getting entertainment and impact and excitement i mean you know, if they came and said, hey, we're going to shorten it up and, or do this. I mean, I'm I'm all about it because the mere fact you looked at yesterday and had almost a sold out crowd for an exhibition race. But you can't get that at some of your points paying races. You got to look at something there at that point. I think part of that was the novelty. novelty? Though, I've yeah, had, I was going yeah, no, ahead, I get Brian, that. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was I was going to say the thing. It was probably the novelty. I always thought this. I mean, we we went to these uh, segments. You know, the you know segment one, segment two, segment three. Yeah. What if you kept the segments, but you did like you're saying here, like segment one's a heat, segment two's a heat, and then the segment three, the final segment, 
is the you know now it's everybody who's still left who's qualified or whatever that's your that's your last um and now you've got a race you've got all these different things i mean not every short track is thriving i get that but i see a lot of short tracks on a saturday night who have heat races who do these things and there's some i mean i i passed one in uh clarksville jeffersonville indiana right off 65 uh, right down there. I mean, that place has got, it's booming. It was booming during COVID. I mean, whatever rules they were breaking, I don't know. I don't care. Uh, you know, but they had people there. It was dust was flat, whatever's going on. So yeah. these places are doing something and it's not long, long duration. So you have these segments. Why not have like, here's heat one. Okay. That person gets some points if they manage to do something. If somebody, you know, and then the final one, if you really want to kind of do it that way, I don't know. I mean, there's just some, there's the- possibility. I think there's a good blend to come out of that. The one argument I've heard against it is that this is the top level. This is where it's man and machine against each other. And it's not short track racing. It's not your Saturday night late models. Sure. This is the top level. Yeah. And I'm not diminishing your idea. I think there's ways to do it because we've had, was it at Bristol four years ago, three years ago, we tried those heat races and, Yes. Everybody just kept their equipment clean. Yeah. Everybody just played nice. Yep. Uh, I think that was the All Star race, right? And I, or the ultimately, like you were saying, Aaron. Ultimately, what you could do is maybe do that with some of the the lower series, like the the truck. I like and that. The yeah. Trucks yep. and the lower, and then with the with the cup and the, the top tier, what you could do is keep your big important races like Daytona. Keep it full length. Keep it, you know, what people expect, what they want, the tradition, the history, whatever. But make some of these intermediate tracks, smaller ones, Michigan, uh, something, and make it make it a little bit shorter. Make it yeah. a little bit less laps. Oh, I, I would agree with that. It, it, and uh, we were talking about this before. Uh, you have, oh, you know, just say you have a time limit or 400 miles, whichever comes first. And if you have to have re- uh, red. I know there's accommodations in uh, FIA with Formula One and the, the other Formula Open Wheel Series where if you have a red flag, you go to a different clock. And yeah. you have like two hours of racing, but you have four hours to get it in. There's, yeah, I, like a rain delay would be a good example. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. Good yep. call. Yep. You know, there are so many things, you know, and I, I don't need Lab Traffic Nation. Don't don't unfollow. But, uh, you no, know, no. There's, there's just they so many. Me on this one. <laughs> there's so many different things, you know, and I get it. You know, everyone lost their mind when we came out with the stages. And, you know, it's I don't want to get cute to where it's, you know, uh, if your birth date starts here, you know, you're going to, yeah. st- you know, reverse or, you know, I don't want to <laughs> get into all that. But all I'm saying is. Yeah is there's there's some ways that i think the sport you know could evolve and and make things more entertaining and competitive and you know continue to try to regrow that fan base that's you know has has dwindled you know we've stayed consistent but you know let's let's you know Track changes, schedule changes, all that's been great. It's been well received. Yesterday was well received. I'm not saying let's go, you know, throw out, you know, 60 years of notes and, and you know, but, you know, there, there's some things we can do, you know, and, and hopefully and yesterday we'll, we'll hope, uh, you know, hopefully NASCAR will be able to see that and, and make some, some mo- slow incremental modifications over the years. And it, yeah, we don't have to fix this overnight, but something, I mean, let's keep the prize, let's, let's keep the, the, the crown jewels, the yes. crown jewels, all right? Yeah, let's absolutely. not mess with, yep. that's where people really lose their mind. 
But I mean, right. do, we, do we really need a really long Kansas race? Do we really <laughs> need a long, you know? Yeah. I mean, let's think about, but think about it. Some of the highlighted races the last couple of seasons have been the road courses. Maybe we need to put some more of those on there. I don't know. No, because then you got to get it. Yeah, I know you. Okay, not, okay, I like I. I mean, I, I like them. Yeah, I like them too. But maybe you rotate them around. Maybe you do road yeah. Atlanta instead of road America. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of good road courses out there that need some love, sure. and NASCAR going there would be a great thing. The other thing is, you know, we're sitting here. I want people to know we're not picking on NASCAR because <laughs> NFL, heaven knows, needs to fix their overtime rule. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the can that's, of worms. Yours. <laughs> All right, let's add another hey, you know, 30 I, minutes. I saw, the by the way, uh, Brandon, by the way, I will say this. I saw a great meme. The fact that you have, what, uh, the quarterback for the Rams at Eminem, I'm, I can't escape my name. The closest, there's, there's hope for Detroit. There's some Detroit representatives. <laughs> yeah, all right, so here's so here's funny thing. So there, I saw, so yeah, Matt Stafford from the Lions, Stafford, Eminem yeah. uh, from Detroit. You know, that's the closest the Lions have ever been to a Super Bowl. I'll do you one better. I saw this about 20 minutes ago. It was a it was a meme that had like the NFL logo on it, and it looked like a memo, and it's you know from Roger Goodell. Yes. Um, in in lieu of the last two years, uh, the home uh, or there being a home field advantage for one of the Super Bowl teams is something the NFLs try to elude. Uh, and to fix this problem, we're going to have the remaining Super Bowls at Fort Field in Detroit. So. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> I saw. I saw. Before that was I, going, but I loved it. That's good. I saw, and I also saw that I, the, the version I saw was Texas and Dallas. So, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I can live with that too. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. You know, listen, and, and as Aaron alluded, you know, to the NASCAR fans, we want. We do what we do. Aaron and I do what we do, not because we're making buku bucks on it, but because we love the sport. That's why we do and deal with the apps and people upset and telling us we're wrong in the forecast. It's abuse that we don't necessarily need to take, but we, like you, love the sport. I always tell people we are fans who just happen to be meteorologists, and we were like, oh, hey, this is information we can give out. Let's do this. And that's kind of how both of us kind of came about in our own ways to do NASCAR weather and race weather. And so, you know, we want the same thing you do. We want entertainment. We want fans. We want that a day. We want to, we want to see the, we want to see some of that bumping and we want to, we just, we want that sport to come back like it was. And, you know, you're not going to please everybody. We know that, but we need to do something and, or they're not we, but sport needs yeah. to do something. Yeah, to, speak for uh, yourself. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's got a mouse in his pocket over there. And then, uh, well, and then, um, what is it? Um, uh, you know, I'm a baseball fan, but I haven't watched much baseball. I usually wait till like the end of the season because it's so long and the games are so long. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to wait till like pennant races and then the playoffs to actually start paying attention because that's when it's really exciting. That's when those, you know, the games matter, it feels like, not April. Well, if they have a season, by I was the way. Say, yeah. Are we going to get one? Maybe we'll get a shortened season, but not because of. <laughs> You know, because yeah. of mitigating and outlying factors outside of our control. Uh, uh, well, um, all right, gentlemen, let's let's wrap with this. Um, are you guys ready for another fun-filled season of lap traffic fantasy? Oh, we're doing that again. <laughs> You're letting me back. You're letting me back in. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I thought if I threw this season, last season, you weren't going to let me back in anymore. 
no, no, no. You, it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a requirement. Yeah, you know, because you are tied under false contract to the show. Yeah, that like, that's no, I, you got to play I, in the league. So, so not only, are we not, not only are we not getting paid, we have to participate in your fantasy thing. Yeah, and smile. Like, it feels like and smile like, while you do it. Yeah. I need to talk to my I need to talk to my agent about this seriously. I need a better yeah, he, bookie he, he he's waiting for his percentage. That's the right. problem. Yeah. Well, hey, he booked it for zero, so that's right. on him. Oh. But yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I've got you know, sure. I I'm honestly I'm just looking forward to the season. I you know when I do well in fantasy, I do well in fantasy. When I don't do well in fantasy, it's like. Oh yeah, I, I need to look more. And you and I had that conversation a couple times last season. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I, uh, I um I, apparently uh, apparently maybe I need to stop paying attention. I, I came in the last two years I played fantasy football like that. I came in third and then I came in second. So <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, I have no well, idea. I literally have need, no need idea. you draft need you draft well. Yes. Uh, uh, did I? I don't. I was like I don't <laughs> or know auto draft. No, I did draft. I was actually okay. went to a draft Second. in the office. So I have no idea what I did. Oh, man. Um, all right, Aaron, um, I've got uh, your driver, Sam Paley, up next on the show, man. Tell everyone, give everyone a real quick snap uh, shot on uh, on Sam. Sam's good, good kid. Uh, sophomore at IU. Sorry, Brian. Uh, it's fine. University School, Kelly School of Business. Uh, this is, he's been racing since he was six. And he was working the year last year in the Mazda MX-5 series. And it's a great series. If you get a chance to watch it, it's on IMSA TV. It's on racer.com uh, to, you know, racer.com. If you're a racer and you got to tune in there too. But he, he's a good kid. I did, I'm looking forward to the call. Excellent. Awesome. Uh, gentlemen, uh, I can't thank you guys enough for uh, taking the commitment. Uh, all kidding aside, it, it's not uh, it doesn't go unnoticed, uh, you know, contract free, of course. But uh, it's it's Aaron's <laughs> fifth year on the show. Brian, this is uh, your third year on the show. It's it's an honor and a privilege to have you guys a part of it. I think it really adds to the show uh, each week. Different viewpoints, different. Uh, you know, it's a whole different conversation each and every other week with you guys on. And, and I love it. And thank you very much for uh, making that commitment to be a part of the show this year. And we and strive listen, to be really yes. different. <laughs> well, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a hard strive between you and I, Aaron. Uh, but we're different. But I also want to say, and I, I'm not I'm going to speak on my half, but I know Aaron's on the same page in this one. Congratulations! If we don't hear when it happens, it happens. As both dads, you've got a ride, and at least it's only one. I had twins the first thing right out of the bat. So, uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. Congratulations uh, to y'all. Really I, happy and really excited for everything to be uh, coming through. I, I, I can't wait. Thank you, guys. Everybody, make sure you're following Race Weather at Race Weather and Brian at NASCAR underscore WXMAN. Uh, guys, who knows? Maybe... Maybe we'll be able to do something next week, but, uh, you know, wanted to do something like, uh, as I said, you know, tradition and, and, and all that. So glad you guys were able to make this work tonight and uh, look forward to talking to you guys soon. Talk soon. Thanks. Right. See you guys. Oh, Lab Traffic Nation. Great to talk to Brian and Aaron. Excited to have them back for another fun-filled season of lap traffic weather uh as uh you know after the call we were talking for a few minutes there and you know one thing that we still don't know uh and one thing that came out of the clash obviously some mechanical issues there you know what will that uh impact have will that work itself out you know was it just a product of the style of racing um and the other 
is, you know, what are pit stops going to look like with the single lug nut? I haven't seen that yet, you know. So uh, more things just to look forward to, to the uh, dual speed week, all that good stuff as uh, we get to Daytona. And again, I just want to reiterate that, uh, you know, I'm not looking to change the game. Just It's it's fun to just spitball some ideas on, on what uh, we all think can improve the sport down the road and all that. So, uh, you know, don't at me with some hate there because it, it wasn't uh, – wasn't from a, a, a seriousness in terms of let's uh, rewrite the books here or anything like that. So, uh, all right, as, as Studwell mentioned there, uh, one of his drivers from his uh, sports management uh, program and all that, uh, Sam Paley. Let's, uh, let's see what Sam has to say. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his first appearance on the show. He is the 2021 Rookie of the Year for the Mazda MX-5 Insta Series and your pole sitter for the season opener at Daytona. Welcome to the Lap Traffic Podcast, Sam Paley. Sam, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. How are you doing? Oh, man, it's it's podcast night, so I'm, I'm always good on podcast night. <laughs> so it's uh, nice to shut the, the work computer off and come hang out in the man cave and and you know talk racing so it's uh good times man for sure so i you know and i gotta start i gotta offer an apology just because you gotta work with aaron studwell on a daily basis so <laughs> uh just got off the line with him man uh how'd you get hooked up with him yeah so it was um pretty coincidental actually um I actually don't know the full story, but I know it had something to do with one of the business partners or maybe one of the business deals. My dad was associated with the time. Um, and it was just kind of an accidental thing. Like, Oh, Hey, I have this friend. Um, he just started this business. He's an ex weatherman and he recently started at EC, um, sports management. And he's been representing a lot of drivers. Um, he represents me. He represents Landon castle in the NASCAR world. He represents some open wheel drivers as well. So I kind of just stumbled into him, but I've been working with him for probably around a year now. And uh, yeah, he's a great guy. Um, yeah. We have a great relationship going and hopefully we can continue it in the future. That's awesome. Yeah, I love him. He's uh, He's been a part of the show for, this is his fifth year now, which is really cool. Um, you know, but uh, him and I are both Michigan guys and I know you're an Indiana guy. So, you know, I'm sure there's some betting between you and him going on with uh, IU and Michigan. Yeah, I mean, this is my second year at Indiana. I'm a sophomore currently. And before then, um, I didn't really have that much of a Big Ten sports background. So I don't roll as as deep in the blue or the red. And <laughs> I don't really see the problem. But I'm obviously going to support Indiana when they play Michigan. So, and we'll probably get, we're probably going to win, especially in basketball. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> for him. But yeah, no hard feelings. It's just, uh, it is what it is. And it, it's unfortunate that he has to support the worst team. <laughs> I love it. Oh, listen. Uh, all right. So what's uh, real quick? And then we'll get into racing. What, uh, what's your major at Indiana? Yeah. So I'm currently a finance major um, in the business school here. As I said, I'm a sophomore. It's my second year. Um, yeah. Obviously I, I uh, personally like racing a lot more, but you know, there's a lot of stuff off track with racing and, it's pretty hard to even get on the track, no matter how talented you are. So it's always good to have a backup plan. Um, and I've always been really associated with business throughout my life. And I'm pretty passionate about finance in the business world as well. So 
I'm trying to actively pursue both careers. That's awesome. And hey, it's, uh, you know, we all know that, uh, you know, the racing world is money driven. So that just gives you an extra leg up there, too, with, you know, having and, and being able to maybe sit down across from a sponsor and be able to talk the numbers as well as what you can do on the track. So that might uh, give you a leg up down the road. So that's that's very cool, man. Exactly. Um, all right, let's let's talk some racing. Uh, I, you've excelled in karting. You've done some F4. Uh, you're running the Mazda MX-5 series. You know, talk a little bit about your background, how you got into racing, what drew you to the series that you've ran in, and all that good stuff. Yeah, so I started go-karting when I was six years old, and um, just like my association with Aaron and ECSM, it was kind of accidental. Um Actually, the guy my dad sat next to at work at the time, his son was into go-karting, and he took me and my dad out to the track one day. Um, It's called Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati. It's an outdoor go-kart facility um, about 30 minutes outside of Cincinnati, where I'm from. And I just kind of fell in love with it. I was six years old, so, you know, driving was pretty awesome. It's not like I was driving a car on the road or anything. It was my first time behind the wheel of anything, and I was always super into racing at the time I was pretty into NASCAR. Um, but yeah, I just hopped in the cart for the first time, loved it. And then I think a year or I don't know when it was maybe a couple months later. Um, I ended up, my dad bought me my first go-kart. That was my own did thousands of practice laps over at MCC. And then I started club racing, um, at a track in Camden, Ohio, um, OVKA, um, a lot of, people in the racing world have started there. Danica Patrick started there, you know, many years before me, but started club racing there, did pretty well. Um, the first go-kart class I was actually in was kid kart, which is the first one it's ages five to seven. So I did that. And then I started doing some regional go-kart races and then that just kind of led into some national go-kart races. And I was just go-karting all the time and I was loving every second of it. And I didn't just want to stay in go-karting. I wanted to you know, excel and grow my career. So I believe when I was 12 years old, I went to Skip Barber Racing School. I did the three-day basic school um, with a couple of my friends, Michael DiOrlando and Kalen Frederick. And Michael races USF 2000 right now. And Kalen races FIA F3 over in Europe. I think he's living in London now. So we've all stuck with it. And um, yeah, so that's how I got into cars. And then probably about a year later, I was still go-karting. I started racing um, cars. I did some skip barber races. I believe I was 13 at the time. I did a few of those. And then when I was 14, um, I had been go-karting with Jay Howard. And at the time it was called motorsports driver development. And he was starting a car team in formula four. And so I was, I may have been his first signed driver actually, um, of the whole car program. But anyway, I went with him. Um, and when I was 14, I made my professional debut in the racing world, um, at Homestead with F4. Um, and then after that I did pretty well. I think I qualified, I qualified fourth in my first or for qualifying. I was running in second, third competing for the win. Um, that first race. And unfortunately, considering I was 14, I made some bad decisions at the end, (laughs) but I was the second youngest driver in the series at at the time. And there were 33 drivers in that race. So to be able to be up front right away was really awesome experience. And I definitely learned a lot. I think I was prepared for it. And then unfortunately the next race was at IMS or 
Indianapolis. Um, and I was one day too young to race oh. because IMS has a policy where you have to be 15 to race on the track. And the race was June 11th through 12th. And my birthday was June 13th when I was turning 15. Oh, man. So unfortunately, I missed that race. And then I raced at most sport and then Coda with F1 later that year, which was a fantastic experience. Um, so yeah, my first year in cars at about half the F4 season. Then the next year I did preseason testing and then a couple races with Jonathan Scarello and group a racing. And then I kind of just ran out of funding and I was in high school playing soccer. I was an Academy level soccer player playing varsity soccer. So both of those things just kind of culminated together. And I took about a 36 month break from racing. Um, I started driver coaching in that time, which is something I still do. I'm very passionate about that. Um, it's obviously a great job for me as I'm at the track and actively a part of teams and trying to put my knowledge on um, less experienced drivers or younger kids that are trying to, you know, make it one day. Um, and make their own path. And then um, I talked to Jay a little bit after that, and we got back in the F4 car. Unfortunately, had a pretty bad crash in preseason testing. Ended up totaling the car, which set, set us back financially um, for the season. So we only ended up doing half of that season, and there were some politics going on with the series, and it just wasn't really a good place to grow my career. So then this was in 2020. It was also the pandemic year. So everything was up in the air. And then I actually did an MX five race for the first time in 2020, just a one-off at road America. And it was just kind of in strife at the series. My dad and I were both very upset, which, um, with what was going on. And we did that race and it, they were with IndyCar at the time. They got me licensed to race in four days with a physical, with a credential, entered into the race, into the series. My dad called up a team that we had been testing with earlier in the year that we ended up not going with. And then we raced F4 for the first half of the season. Um, McCombie Macular Racing, home with now. Did that first race, fantastic series, fell in love with it. And then just thought it was time to make the switch to sports cars as there's um, I think a lot more opportunity in that world than in the formula car world. And then that led me into the 2021 year as in last year, which was my full, first full season in cars and went pretty well. Obviously I was the rookie of the year and then looking to win the championship this year. That's awesome. So man. That's, that's a lot of information. Yeah. But that's that's just a hell of a story though. That's, I, uh, that's so cool, man. A lot. Uh, been through a lot, taking some breaks, race some different stuff, but I think I'm in a good position now. I got a great team behind me. Aaron's helping me out um, with the fundraising. And then, you know, hopefully it's going to keep going well. That's awesome. That's a great story. Uh, that's cool. Uh, you know, different story than what, you know, is normally have on the podcast. You know, normally it's all stock car. Every once in a while, I like to throw in a mix, something a little different there. So that's that's awesome. Uh, I know the listeners will enjoy hearing that. Um, you know, so talk about the series itself, right? Because it's completely different from a NASCAR series. So, you know, what's race weekend look like? Um, you know, where do you race at? How often? Have you, you know, wins the 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 first wins the kickoff i know you pull sitter for the 500 or i'm sorry see i'm in nascar mode <laughs> uh, pull sitter for the daytona for your series so talk a little bit about the series 
Yeah, so Mazda MX-5 Cup, it's obviously in the sports car world. Um, we don't do ovals, unfortunately, even though the racing is pretty similar to NASCAR racing. Um, we actually already raced at Daytona, and if you watch that race, we always call it the NASCAR race, the sports car world, because the road course in Daytona, if you know what that looks like, we run the same exact course as the Daytona 24-hour Um it is about 75% novel. You have the bus stop on the back chicane, but there's so much drafting that goes on. You really have to work with your competitors, which was something I was not used to at all in the formula car world. Um, the draft at Daytona is actually 17, 18, 19 mile per hour difference than just running by yourself. So it can mean four seconds quicker, um, on the time sheets, which is crazy. You definitely need to be around people. So there's a lot of pack racing, but um, a little more background on the series. So Mazda MX-5 Cup runs with IMSA, and IMSA is a sanctioning body. It's the biggest sports car sanctioning body in the country. Um, the Daytona 24-hour, the Sebring 12, the 6-hour at the Glen is all sanctioned by IMSA. And then we follow IMSA races, and then we're kind of the undercard for the big event. Um, so this past weekend, er, a week ago, not this past weekend, the weekend before that, we were at Daytona with the 24. Um, we raced on Friday and Thursday. And our weekend kind of looks like we have two practices, two official practices, one qualifying session that's 30 minutes long, open track, but you can't switch tires or pit or anything. Um, there's a lot of strategy that goes in, into it. As I said, the draft is huge. You really have to work together with your teammates and the other drivers on track. And you need two lap times. So your quickest lap time sets your starting position for race one. And your second quickest lap time sets your starting position for race two. And then each race is 45 minutes race time. So however many laps you get in the 45 minutes, that's the race. And it's, it's, the racing is crazy. I've never experienced anything like it. Um, the amount of contact, both intentional, unintentional, <laughs> with good intent, with bad intent, um, we have bump draft just like the NASCARs do, especially at Daytona, a lot of pack racing. Um, so last week, not last week and the weekend before, um, as you said, I was the pole sitter for race one. I think there were 32 cars entered and the weather was very unpredictable. Um, it was dry during qualifying and then it rained during the race. But the thing with the rain is it was so on and off. And the thing about Florida is even Aaron with his PhD weather background, <laughs> you can't predict it because the radar might say one thing, but something is forming above you that does not even pop up on the radar until it's already coming down. So the weather was super unpredictable. Unfortunately, we missed setup. So I fell back pretty quickly. I finished ninth in race one and then race two, my second fastest time put me third. And unfortunately, sometimes with all the close and pack racing, um, we had three cautions in the 45 minutes. So we only got three green flag laps and especially in the low horsepower Mazda MX five cup cars, they're about 160 horsepower. Um, so putting them on Daytona, is it's really fun to watch but to drive sometimes it doesn't really make sense you know you're sitting in first and then you go down the back stretch of the oval out of the chicane and you're in going into turn one you're in seventh yeah so wow. it's um there's the speed difference in the draft is crazy so i kind of shuffled forward shuffled back 
um, shuffled forward again and then finished fifth and then the race was over. So it's kind of, that race was just kind of a toss up, but the finishes are crazy. I think race one, I wasn't involved, but it was four wide last year. I finished second at Daytona and there were eight cars within one tenth of a second at the finish line four wide. Um, the leader in second place coming out of the chicane finished seventh and eighth. So the racing is definitely wild. Sometimes a little frustrating, sure. but super close pack racing, busy weekend. Um, supporting IMSA is always awesome. Lots of fans at the race, lots of cool cars, lots of big drivers. There were 12 IndyCar drivers at the 24, Jimmy Johnson, Austin Dillon, a lot of NASCAR names as well. So it's just a great environment to be in. That's cool. When's, uh, when's the next race? So in three weeks as of, or I think in three weeks, um, February 25th to 27th, we're going to St. Petersburg, Florida. And that's the one race of the year that we're with IndyCar on the streets. And that is by far my favorite event I've ever been involved in, both go-karting, car racing, all of racing, awesome experience. The whole city is involved. The track Walls everywhere. It's about as gnarly as it gets. Um, and I, I love it. Last year, I, was, I almost threw up before I went out for the first <laughs> time. I was definitely a little bit nervous, but we had great, great speed. First race, I DNF'd, unfortunately, running in third. And then the second race, I finished second. So That's I'm awesome. super excited to back. Very cool, man. All right. Well, listen, uh, give a quick shout out to sponsors and tell everyone where they can uh, follow you at on social media to, to keep up with you and the series and all that good stuff. Yeah, so you can follow me, Sam Paley Racing. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, my team is McCombie McAleer Racing, or MMR for short. Um, definitely some long names in that. <laughs> um, they're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. Um, shout out to Aaron, my agent, EC Sports Management. Um, he's on everything as well. Super hardworking guy. Um, Red Team Ventures, Eclipse International. Um, supporting me a lot definitely help helping me get on track and um i'm excited for the season to come that's awesome man well listen it was great to talk with you best of luck this season and uh look forward to catching up with you later in the year and see how things are going sounds great thanks for having me on awesome man thanks man talk to you soon all right, Lab Traffic Nation, there you have Sam Paley from the uh, IMSA series there. Great to talk to him. Can't wait to follow his career and all that good stuff. All right, yes, Lab Traffic Nation, that is barking dogs. It is time for the first lucky dog, a lap down picks of 2022. You guys know the drill by now after race weekend. You can tweet your lucky dog lap down picks. I'll read them back on the show. Tag you on social media. It's fun. Keep track of it all year and do a recap show towards the end of the season. It's it's become a staple on the show and excited to bring it back for you guys this year. So my lucky dog, race weekend, the clash, the fans, NASCAR. I mean, it was just fantastic, hands down, so fantastic that I actually don't have a lap down, nor do some of you guys. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Brian at Storm and B81, lucky dog. The LCQs was the best of them all. Lap down, I'm actually let down that the end of the race was uneventful. Yeah, who would have thought it go green flag like that? Uh, I, I was a little surprised as well. Thought we'd have a couple, uh, couple late cautions there. 
Uh, Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR fire. Lucky dog NASCAR and all the fans who got to see a hell of a race. A lap down, $16 for a beer, $8.75 for a warm Coke, and $5 for a bottle of water. We need to do better for the fans that attend events. Man, yeah, that's uh, that's a little... It's a little steep. Uh, I, I know it's not that much at uh, Michigan, Atlanta, and Eldora, but uh, yeah, that that's rough, man. Uh, Colin at Colin underscore with underscore cars. Lucky dog is the whole weekend. I can't believe they pulled this off, and what a great event. A lap down to the champion Kyle Larson for his cheap shot on Justin Haley. What was that crap? Yeah, that was I'm, – I'm sure once Larson saw the replay and realized that it wasn't Haley – uh, and it was that he got bumped, which pushed him into Larson. Uh, that probably wouldn't have happened. But, uh, hey, you know, man, uh, I wonder what might happen down the road there. Eddie at Eddie underscore EG3. Lucky dog belongs to NASCAR and the action on the L.A. Coliseum. I thought they hit a home run for sure. Great way to start off 2022. Lap down the off week in between the clash and the 500. I agree. But, hey. At least we got the Super Bowl. Uh, Jess, an Iowa NASCAR fan, lucky dog, great racing product. These drivers are insane with how few incidents we had. Lap down as we have to have a week off before Daytona. Ready for the season to start. It's going to be a fun one. You know it. Glad to have you along for the ride. Matt at Camper News Net, lucky dog to NASCAR for an incredible race at the L.A. Coliseum. Hoping the people who saw NASCAR for the first time today will become fans of the sport. This, I believe, was a huge step in the right direction for NASCAR. Hoping this comes back again next year. No lap down for Matt. Rowdy at the Rowdy Dragons. Lucky dog. Or at the Rowdy Dragon. Lucky dog. Joey Logano bringing home that fat check. Lap down. Nothing to report here. We're racing. Yes, sir. Uh, Ryan at Ryan Vols 4. Lucky dog NASCAR for having such a bold idea and putting on a great show. Lap down, transaxle issues on the 14 and 8. Hope it's something that gets fixed and isn't a season-long issue. I feel you there. And Tristan at Tristan Cole, lucky dog Joey Logano on getting his first win and a nice payday. Also, NASCAR definitely putting on a fantastic show all weekend from racing to ice cube. Hell yeah. Uh, great start to 2022. Lap down, call it racing. That repair bill, that repair bill looks costly. Also, minor kinks in these cars. Yes, uh, we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, great start to the season, that is for sure. Can't wait to see what you guys bring for the lucky dog lap down picks uh, for the rest of the year. All right, let's close this thing down with a little lap traffic fantasy. No picks are not due this week. But uh, strongly anticipating no show next week. So uh, we're treating it like we're leading up to Daytona. So uh, I'm going to get some email reminders out to everybody uh, with the rules. And there's still time if you want to join the Lap Traffic Fantasy League, which has become a staple. I'm just going to say it. It's pretty cool. People love it. There's some awesome lap traffic swag, custom trophies, all that good stuff. And those that have played, uh, it's 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 personal. They want to win this thing. So uh, it's fun. It involves all three series. You get to be a part of the show. You get to call in if you're the uh, points high for the previous week and make your picks. It's a good time. It's a good time. You should join lap traffic fantasy. There's about 100 players right now can definitely fit some more people in all you got to do is send an email to fantasy at gmail.com and i'll get you signed up just give me your name your twitter and the email that you want to use and rules are on the website 
and I'll send them out. So, uh, and again, it's it's awesome to have over 100 players. It's the sixth year of the Fantasy League. It's been incredible. Hope you all like the few rule changes, uh, fewest rule changes ever that have been made. Normally, we make some swings at it, and I think we're going to hit the sweet spot this year, and this will be the most competitive. Uh, hopefully, I can be back in the playoffs because uh, uh, I made the playoffs last year for the first time ever and had a very, very abysmal performance there. So uh, definitely looking to do a little better there. All right. Uh, let's let traffic nation. Let's get to the picks. We are kicking off the 2022 season in just 13 days at Daytona last year's winner. Michael McDowell made history for himself and the team. When he went to victory lane, will we get another first time winner this year? Could Denny Hamlin pick up his fourth Daytona 500 win? What about teammate Kyle Busch still searching for his first 500 victory with all the accomplishments he's had. He has yet to win the 500 one thing we know is that it's going to be exciting. And the question over the years at all three season openers is not if the big one will happen, but how many and for how long the red flags will last. Who has the potential to change their career forever? Who starts the season off with a win? More And who more than likely will lock themselves into the playoffs? I'm not going to say it's a guarantee because it is not. But we will find out at the Great American Race here in just a few days. But first... It's time for my picks over the truck series. I'm going with the runner up for the last two years. The number three, Jordan Anderson, is my truck series pick. Over to the Xfinity series, I'm going with the number two of Myatt Snyder. And for the Cup series, hell, why not? Let's double down. It's early. Let's go with Michael McDowell. All right, those are my picks. Don't forget to get your picks in. And like I said, if you want to play, shoot me an email, fantasy at lap traffic, or fantasy lap traffic at gmail.com. I'll tweet it out. Go to the website. All the info is there. And come play in this year's Lap Traffic Fantasy League. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 269 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com. Follow on Twitter at Lap Traffic DC. Huge thanks to Kaz Grala, Sam Pele, Brian Newdorf, Aaron Studwell, all for being a part of the show. Who knows? Maybe we'll be back. Maybe there'll be a baby. I don't know. We'll find out. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya!